Okay, we've found him. We've tracked him down uh, on a Waikato farm. His name is Christopher Luxon, National Party Leader, and you've been looking at some new technology in farming, Mr Luxon. G'day, Jamie. Yeah, look, I mean, um, it's been a fantastic day. I was out in Tiawamusha at Peter and Ann Morgan's farm, and they're using Holter products on their cows, and just talking about what that means and how they've used those tools to sort of farm a little bit differently as a result, or um, which has been really exciting. Just seeing the application of technology into farming, which is actually why we've been the best in the world and we are the best in the world is because we keep using innovation really smartly and um, it's exciting when you see products like that emerging in the sector. And then um, I've popped into Springdale to have a farm meeting here with Federated Farmers and um, and all the associated young farmers in the area as well. So it's just good getting into a discussion about what does the next 50 years look like and how do we make sure this becomes a great sector and we back our farmers and you're not villains, you're deeply valued and um, what else do we need to be doing to actually move the move it forward? Um, it's quite exciting agriculture. I mean, when you look at it, if we grow agriculture just 2% each year up until 2050, we can add $37 billion to this economy. And that's nothing that comes even close to that across any other sector that we're involved with. So, you know, we are, it is the backbone of our economy. We need to get positive about it. Um, that's a lot of what this, these conversations are about. Now, you're a Christian, but half of New Zealand is not Christian or doesn't have a religion. Only 9% of us regularly go to church each week. Should the Easter trading laws be changed for the majority? Absolutely. I mean, it's um, outdated and inconsistent, frankly, and and whether you're a person of faith or not. And, um, you know, frankly, me wanting to celebrate Easter uh, doesn't really impact uh, whether shops are open or closed or not. So um, I just think there's so much inconsistency across the country. It's really difficult. Um, I noticed even tourists talking about it that I spoke to over the break, um, over over the weekend, who said it was inconsistent with what was going on. We went to a restaurant ourselves and we couldn't eat outside because there was different liquor law rules there. Um, And so, you know... it just, it's just madness, um, and we've sort of done it to ourselves. So we, we've committed to we want to review that when we get to government. Now, this afternoon, the government is going to weigh up the latest public health advice to see whether they perhaps should perhaps change restrictions around um, COVID isolation, that seven-day period. What, what do you guys think about that? Because to be fair to the government on this one, they're a bit between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, look, I think it's time for us to review and open it up. I mean, um, I had COVID just myself, you know, two or three weeks ago. And, you know, what I observed was those last three or four days, I was negatively rat testing. I was fine to go back to work again. And so, you know, it was a bit like a heavy flu at the beginning for the first two days. And then, you know, and I know it affects everybody differently. um, But, you know, look, I think we should definitely be looking at, you know, we've got to get people back to work in this country. And, um, you know, I found it frustrating. I'm sitting around there for three or four days, negatively tested, quite capable of going to work, uh, wanting to go to work. well and um, and couldn't do so because of a seven day stand down isolation period and so um, I think it's completely time for us to look into that and open it up. One of the problems this country faces is a lot of people don't want to do what you want to do. A lot of people or too many people should I say, not a lot of people, don't want to go to work. Well it's a big problem because we've got 50,000, 50,000 think about that, the size of a good-sized town and city in New Zealand uh, that have uh, more more people on the unemployment benefit, 50,000 more than when this government came to power, and yet there are shortages in workers everywhere in every sector in every region We've got low unemployment. So um, we've got to get people off welfare to work if you want to raise incomes for all. The best thing you can do is start, uh, you've got to get people from welfare into work. And um, that's why we've got a policy which says, look, if you're capable to work, we're going to find you, help work with you to get a job, but you've got to stick at it. Um, and if you don't want to engage in, in finding work and you just want to you know, stick on the benefit and the welfare, uh, when we've made every effort to get you a job, uh, then we're going to sanction your benefits as a result. Okay, very quickly, I've got about 30 seconds left. Nationals Electrify New Zealand policy announcement. What was that all about? 
Yeah, well, look, it's just saying, look, you can talk about climate change and we agree with the ends, but the means by which we deliver those goals um, will be very different. And the first thing you've got to do is saying, we live in a country where it's got lots of solar, sun, uh, sun, you know, water and geothermal and wind. Um, we've got a big industry that wants to invest $30 billion in renewable electricity. We are already the third highest with renewable electricity in the world, about 87%. And the biggest problem is consenting. It takes two years to build a wind farm that powers 75,000 homes, uh, but it actually took eight years to consent it. And so we're saying, right, if we're serious about climate change, that's one thing we can do. Uh, we've got a lot of wind farms that want to be built in this country, solar farms that want to be built. Um, you've got one year to consent them, uh, and then, then we're done, and then you get building. Uh, because otherwise, we're either seriously solving this problem or we just keep talking about it. Uh, and we solve it in a practical, pragmatic cause of the issue, which is poor consenting. All right, Christopher Luxon, we have to go. Thank you very much for your time.